Cancel culture is really getting out of control here because now they're going after the rap god himself, Christian. Eminem. Oh, so now they're going after your your Eminem. The 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 candy? No, Eminem the rapper, not the they're rapper. They're trying to the cancel candy. the yellow and red Eminems. Yeah, because they they promote cannibalism when they rip apart the uh, the caramel one on the package. No, oh. you obviously know who well, I'm talking and they about. they sexualize the green one. I just think it's funny. Well, yeah, they did. Oops. I just think it's funny that of all the songs they could have gone after to cancel the best rapper to ever live, they went after... Let me just... Okay. Let me give you some examples. I'm going to... I'm going to... I'm going to tell you some lyrics, and you tell me which of the two... No, 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 no. He's no. getting canceled for. Rap them. All, right. all right. All right. Hi, kids. Do you like violence? Want to see me stick nine-inch nails through each one of my eyelids? Want to copy me and do exactly like I did? Try sit and get fucked up worse than my life is? Or... So he's talking about violence with kids. Or... If she ever tries to fucking leave again, I'm going to tie her to the bed and set this house on fire. Okay, which one of the two did he get canceled for? The first one. You'd think. Or how about when he talks about uh, killing somebody in... No, because the first one would be ridiculous to be canceled for. The second one I can see... I don't want to cancel him either way. I don't really listen to Gen him anyway, so. Z does not know who they're messing with. He, this person is the greatest diss track put, uh, person, like responder to criticism of all time. I don't know. Mary-Kate and Ashley made a pretty good one for Elizabeth. Seriously? Back in the 90s or 80s when they were little no. kids and they had their little show. Really? The Mary-Kate and Ashley show. Yeah, they wrote a diss track about their little sister Lizzie. <laughs> Okay. I didn't listen to it. I just know. So why am I saying, saying it's good? I don't know. <laughs> Eminem has been trying to be, or people have been trying to cancel him for years since 1997. It's not going to work. He's the greatest. Millennials are going to save him. He's going to save himself. He doesn't even need us. But I just think it's hilarious with the lyrics that they went after. It's essentially, that's him being nice. He's not talking about drugs or killing. He's just talking about. He's bringing awareness to like relate abusive relationships. That's the whole point of the song. He's not promoting it. Mm. He's saying, "Yo, this is real. This happens. Don't do this." And then you got kids listening to um, wet ass pussy and talking about that. But that's cool. <laughs> We're not gonna cancel her over wet ass pussy. It's wow. Yeah, <laughs> but you, but you, you, you talk about tying hypothetically tying somebody to a bed and setting the house on fire. It's a metaphor, first of all, for love. Uh, Second of all, what? He's bringing awareness, like I said. He's not talking. He's got a song called "Purple Pills." He's got a song called "Kill You." He's got a song where he Bring talks about raping his own mom. But okay. this one. The one with Rihanna, that's the one we're going to get him on. Guys, presidents, 
have tried to cancel, quote-unquote, cancel him. You know what he did? He dissed them. George W. Bush, he put him in a song. Um, Tipper Gore, he straight up he said F you in a song to her. And um, what? Dick Cheney and Dick Cheney's wife, he doesn't care who tries to cancel him. He's going to put you in song lyrics. And honestly, I can't wait until he names every Gen Z population ever. He already put out a, a thing in response for him, to him called Tone Deaf. It's a little animated Ooh, thing. Dick Listen Cheney? to it. What? Dick Cheney? Yeah, Dick Cheney. Because, like, the government was trying to get him. I mean, he, <laughs> he doesn't. You don't mess with him. You don't mess with him. Christian, are you recording? Oh, shit. Now I am. Were you really not? No, I've been ah. recording. I'm kidding. Ah. Uh, ah. We got tragedy. We got force fields. We got slave one, baby. All this and more on this edition of Sequel Men, the podcast. Coming at you, not live from the planet Tython. Two men talk about the films you care about. Or don't. It's a Sequel Men podcast and it starts right now. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another brand spanking new episode of Sequel Men, the podcast. The cat's hitting my mic. And, ah. Uh, there. I am uh, one of your hosts, Christian Bring It All, and with me, and we ought to cancel him because he wouldn't shut up about Eminem. With me is... Spencer. Hi. How are you? Good? Good. Yeah. Good. <laughs> All right. We got gotcha. you. Yeah, so we're um, the sequel men. I forgot hey, to mention Spencer. in the last episode. Hold on. Let me do my thing. We talk about film franchises. That's what we do. Right now, we're expanding our reach to TV shows. It's because it's film quality, but it's and it is literally a franchise. The Mandalorian, and we're in the middle of probably the best three-episode stretch that this show has. Minus one. No. Which the, we'll get into. All, will you get down? Get down. Get She's that pussy the off the table. Hey. Can you get down? Wet ass pussy or whatever you said. <laughs> Wet ass pussy. That's, that's yeah. how the song goes. All right, what were you going to say? Oh, man. But hey, do you hear that? What? Oh, no, I don't. Because Joel's not here. The sound but, no. but seriously, yeah. we miss Joel tonight. We He's not able to be with us tonight. He's got... He's um, in the middle of more moving. More important obligations. We understand that. He's and in the middle of moving. And we respect that. His studio is not Middle set of moving. Up. Dealing with a lot of work stuff. We understand and we get it. So, yeah. So, Christian. We're have to fill the void. I just want to... Huh? Uh, I want to... Um, Go ahead. What? This is a song that is up for song of the year not being canceled. You ready for this? <clears throat> Here's actual lyrics. Gobble me, swallow me, drip down the side of me, quick jump out for you let it get inside of me. I tell him where to put it, never tell him where I'm about to be. I'll run down on him for I have a blank running me. Pow. 
pow, pow. Talk your shit. Bite your lip. Ask for a car while you ride that dick. You really ain't never gotta fuck him for a thing. He already made his mind up before he came. Now get oh. your boots and your coat for this wet ass pussy. Real lyrics. Really? I read them off there. But no, that's cool. We're gonna have that one up for song of the year. Okay, kids? <laughs> Sorry. I had to get that out of my oh, system. Oh, man. Had to get that wet ass pussy oh, out of my system. You know what I'd put up for song of the year? Um, Post Malone's I Only Want to Be With You. I haven't heard that it That he, he released a cover for the Pokemon 25th anniversary. That's right, folks. This year is the 25th anniversary of Pokemon since its release in Japan. Um, yeah. And Hootie and the, not Hootie and the Blowfish, that's the original. Yeah, Post Malone did a cover of it. And it's really good. It's a really good cover. Check it out. It samples a little bit of music from Pokemon Gold and Silver in it. Ooh, very I will cool. have to check it out. I have not yet. It's very cool. Yeah. But anyway, we're talking and, uh, today. We're talking yeah, we're today talking about the best three episode stretch <sighs> minus of the Mandalorian. One. Not minus one. <clears throat> like, I don't get, I don't get it. Because we got... You'll get it. I won't get it. I won't. You will. I won't. Once we get there. No. Once we get there, you'll get it. Oh. Maybe. All right. Well, when we'll get there. I mean, I think I know which one you're talking about. It's at least the best one-two punch so far. But Oh, incredible. Yeah, the middle one. It's a good particularly. three. It's a good three. Yeah. If, if the heiress was chapter 12 it would be the best three episode stretch but we get a little lull mm. that i still even like i still like the siege i thought the heiress was okay i thought it was good like if it didn't have bo katan in it it kind of would have been eh but sure. i know we already went over that one though. yeah we're well, focusing well, on chapters 12 13 and 14 and yep. Yes, and talk about... Man. We can just get into it if you want. Yeah, I mean, let's let's go ahead and do it. All right, so chapter 12. Take it away. The Siege, directed by Carl Weathers. We open with one of the most relatable parenting moments of all time as Din experiences fatherhood in full effect as he tries to convey a simple message to BY50 about some wires. I get it, dude. I get it. But we love them. We love our children. They have to go to Navarro for surprise repairs. Cara Dune takes care of some ass mouth aliens. <laughs> And oh, that's right, because it, their mouth looks like a butt. And Din arrives on Navarro with the welcoming committee of Carl and Kara. Din leaves his ship with a potential shady character to repair it. And we continue to talk about how shitty the ship is. We get it, guys! Does every fucking buddy need to comment on it? I don't know. I'm sick of hearing about the ship. It's for, uh, whatever. They leave BY50 in a school where class is already in session, and I'm pretty sure that's not how schools work, but the teacher is a human cyborg relations droid, so she has zero authority and a pushover. Also, BY50 force steals macaroons, macaroons from the worst child extra I've ever seen. Carl and Kara employ Din and Bluegill Man Group frontman to help cleanse an old, still operational Imperial port. 
They infiltrate the base and turn the lava lamp on high to disintegrate the base. They take care of a couple douche nozzle workers and discover that the base is a lab for what appears to be cloning or at least human experiments or alien experiments. Dr. Hologram explains that he drained BY-50's blood but not enough to kill it because don't kill it. The crew is attacked by some stormtroopers and the escape is on. We get a speeder bike versus big armor truck chase scene across the lava fields, but just when you think they're clear, TIE Fighters take flight and give chase. Then out of nowhere, Din and the Razor Crest to the rescue in an epic moment. The best moment of this episode takes place while Din takes care of the TIE Fighters in epic fashion. BY-50 throws up blue junk and Din is off planet. One of the X-Wing pilots questions Kara and Carl, and we get an attempted spin-off setup with the X-Wing people. We also find out Kara is from Alderaan and lost everyone. Yeah, no shit, the planet blew up. Hold your balls, though, because that shady alien that fixed Din's ship planted a tracking beacon at the request of, you guessed it, Moff Gideon, who is revealed to be creating some sort of army of droids. Stay tuned. It's Early a packed home. episode. Learn nothing. It was a packed episode. I, I like this episode. I You know what? I'm going to stand by. It's the best three-episode stretch. This I episode think it's is fun. The best three-episode stretch minus one of them. This one? I ha- it's, it's a good three-episode stretch, but one of them is a, there's one sequence that's a little lackluster for me, and we'll get to it when we get to is it. Is it in this but episode? But as for this one, what's that? Is it in this episode? It's not in this episode. Really? This episode I actually really quite enjoyed. Yeah, I a like lot. it. I like it a lot. I And I just have to sidebar, as a dad of a toddler, I can one hundred percent appreciate and relate to that opening wire bit i thought that was hysterical it's because it's frustrating because it's such a simple thing that he's trying to convey but at the same time he's a kid i mean he's 50 but he's a kid and you know if he gets hurt you still have some compassion so it's like no i'm trying to and he's being super patient which we all, you have the to be. the red wire where the blue wire goes. It's so great. But don't let them touch. They have opposite charges. And then when he gets electrocuted, it's like the frustration, but he's like, <sighs> are you okay? It was worth a shot. <laughs> yeah, like, are okay. Are you okay? Okay, good. It's, I love it. It's just, I love the opening. I, it's building that their relationship and it's, it's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, about that alien that you mentioned, the who traitor gives the who hands the beans away at the end. Yeah, the traitor. Yeah, I think they shouldn't have. They shouldn't have had that shot where he turns to look at them. But you have to. I I for foreshadowing. I know you have to, but it it was just too. It was laying it on too thick for me. Yeah, Personally, kind of I think it was too obvious. Like, oh, that guy's up to something. I mean, when it would have been more shocking at the end to see his hologram go, oh, he was one of the engineers who fixed the Razor Crest. He planted right. something on the ship. See, that's that would have been the, more of a surprise that way. 
That's the that's thing. one of the only gripes I have with the episode, though. You can't have a twist anymore without um, forecasting it. It's just well, it was forecasted. It. it just you can't have them turn and basically wink at the camera. No, I'm saying like in every movie, like it has to be, you know, on the note. Like, oh, pay attention to that guy. It can't just be a big surprise. Like, oh, he's one of the oh. Or you right. know what they could have done? Have him look back. And then it turns out he was looking back because he was concerned because he knows the other guy's the traitor. And then we find out it's him. Hmm. Would have worked. I don't know. Either way. I don't know about that, but we see our favorite grief carga returns for this episode. Oh, yeah. And he directed And my it. golly, how many months has it been since they last seen each other? Probably like Because a day. his beard turned gray. Yeah. Yeah. Like... Real quick. Yeah. Now... Now, that's the, another thing that bothered me. How that much I think the about. age? Yeah. Uh, oh, hey, hey, before we go on. Dude, did you... I know you caught this. It's it's later in the episode, but I just have to say it because I'm so excited about it. When the lava's building up, did you catch it? She's gonna blow! <laughs> we had that line. So. Was that Mithral who said that? Uh, I think it was one of the stormtroopers, actually. Uh, no, maybe it was oh. him. You're going to kill me. I'm sad to say I didn't get it. I didn't catch oh. that, but that's hilarious. Also, I didn't realize that... <laughs> um, that now I have to rewatch it this and hear blue, that. What, what's his name? Mithral. I didn't realize I that's that he name. was played by Horatio Sands... I was just gonna, I was just gonna bring that up, yeah. Who from SNL, right? He he's the guy from the Debbie Downer sketch at Disney World. Who he's laughing so hard he's cleaning the he's wiping the tears off his face with his waffles that yeah. were on his plate. Like next to uh, Lindsay Lohan. Well, yeah, and wasn't he kind of like always known for breaking character with Jimmy Fallon? Well. I don't know if it was him, but I know Jimmy Fallon was always well, no was notorious for doing that. I think it was both of them in sketches together because in that uh, in like the fifty fiftieth season anniversary or whatever, uh, Adam Sandler and Andy Samberg did a song, and it was called um, you know like that's when you break, and they just like sang about like breaking character, and they did this bit where it was now here's one of Fallon and Sands. Here's another one of Fallon and Sands. Now let's go to Fallon and Sands. And he, they just keep saying, like it's a joke, that because they broke characters so much, so they then. just kept saying, and here's another one of Fallon and Sands. I think it was him. Yeah. I think it was. So I mean, was, it must have been if they made a thing out of it. They're employing We just SNL. haven't seen, out of we haven't work seen SNL enough guys. SNL with Sands and Fallon. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, back to the beginning here. Kara, I, she... Again, when she doesn't talk, when she's not speaking, yeah, the action, she's good. She kicks ass. I mean, not anymore, yeah. because as we know now, she's yeah, been fired. Yeah, that's something that... She's been fired. In case anyone didn't know, she got basically fired from the show. Booted, but don't worry. She's getting her own movie for a different movie. Yeah. She'll be fine. I got in a little hot water with some friends and 
some others on Facebook for what I had to say about it and cancel culture and whatnot. But, you know, if she was warned, if she was warned ahead of time and she was on thin ice. Yeah, that's a job. She should have stopped skating. It's a job. You know, she, yeah. And I understand Disney has a reputation and a vision and, you know, the values that they want their company to represent. And, you know, regardless of however we think about what she said or anything, I understand Disney has a right to do what they want in terms of her employment. I would be a hypocrite if I didn't think that because I think I've since thought the same thing about like Twitter with Donald Trump and Facebook and whatever. Yeah, like if I like, posted something like what she is posting, and I'm not super familiar with it, but I, I know the base. Like, right. I would at least get considered to be fired at my job. Right. Like you can share right. opinions on social media, but when they borderline are offensive, like pretty, they could be offensive. When it reflects poorly on your place of employment. Yeah. 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 I understand that. I mean, people sign contracts like that. Like, hey, you're not going to post shit, right? You're just going to post, like, good shit and memes? Yeah, I will. But, yeah. So she's she's out of there. Yep. But she does, like you said, she she does, uh, I'm not the biggest fan of some of the action. There was a couple cool shots when she's kicking the, the ass mouths yep. that you called them. <laughs> She's doing that like she when she whips the blaster out and shoots the last guy. That was a cool shot. Liked that. She has a couple standout moments, but there again, there are some lines that are just very bad, just not not good delivery, not a good line reading. Like when she says, "Like what are you doing? Waiting for an invitation? Get in or whatever." Yeah, they're, when she, they're not you, good. She grabs the hovercraft. That's a badly read line. Because I think all of her lines. Just that was one of the as, only badly read lines of hers. It's very in generic lines. Yeah. Like those moments, it's like she's there as the human, uh, what's the word? Like cliche, uh, the human, like quip, like, well, we've got company. She doesn't say that, but she would be the person that says that. Like, hey, don't so are give you her. calling Han Solo the human cliche? Like, maybe. Maybe. Everybody We're has their have moments, company. but she like only has those moments. Yeah. Like she has one in the, well, in she's the finale. The, she's too. one of the side characters. Yeah, so you give her side character dialogue. You don't give her anything too deep. No, nothing real emotional. Just hey, mm. keep it keep well, it simple. Kiss, keep it simple. Stupid. Yeah, the base. Yeah, that, decent enough a performance. There was only a couple lines I didn't like that she gave that I thought, like the one I just said. But you wouldn't be getting away with saying that if it was, Joel was on. It was decent. It was fine. I mean, again, she's not an actress, so. No. She's a fighter. She's a fighter. Yeah. Warrior Reese. Yeah, sure. I don't understand that reference. But speaking, uh, well, not speaking of, I mean, why do you have to slam dunk on the child extra, dude? Because he why, wasn't Why are you attacking good. children now? Call me Anakin. I don't know. Call me Anakin Eminem Mathers. I don't know. I'm just saying he wasn't good. His f- performance wasn't good. Well, Maybe that's you know, something... Jake Lloyd got harassed a lot after he was in episode one. Yeah, but he was decent. This kid, I'm sure he's fine. And here you are just dunking on him. He wasn't great. Man. But that part, it, like, just how, he, just how he was chewing. <laughs> 
Like just Howie stop. was chewing. How would like, you have him chew? Up. Just eat like a normal human. Eat regular. Eat regular. Just stop looking at the new kid. Eat your shit. It's a macaroon. First of all, delicious. he shouldn't even be eating. He should be listening to C P O four. Yeah. Who has no control over this class. You know. You know she doesn't. <laughs> They could be standing up on the desk. Fuck off! You don't control us. They could be standing up on the desks, throwing their pens and or not pens. They don't use paper. Throwing their tablets around like frisbees. Settle down, class. And back to the lesson now. Back off! I got water. Do you want this on you? Because I can end your life right now with water. (laughs) Is that what you want? You got. You can't make me laugh too much. My back hurts. Every time I laugh, my shoulder, my scapula. From carrying uh, the show. Ten points to whoever gets that reference. But um, uh, there's a couple Easter eggs in the classroom scene. Did you catch them? No, probably not. This is like a week ago or over a week ago that I watched this episode. To be honest. Oh wow. Okay. Well, I watched them today. So, What's the Easter, what are the Easter eggs? The Easter eggs, well, they talk about the Hydean Way, which is a major trade route in the galaxy. They talk about the core worlds. She does mention the New Republic capital, which I didn't quite catch in the episode, but I looked it up. Oh, I it's think Washington. I, I looked up some stuff about it. I think, yes, yes, New Republic capital is Washington, planet Washington in the DC system. <laughs> Batman's the president. But... Um, <laughs> Where was I? Oh, anyway, no, I think the capital is Chandrilla. I think the capital is Chandrilla, and that's Mon Mothma's uh, home planet. Oh, okay. That was the inaugural home system for the New Republic. And as we know, I just said the thing I hate. Um, If you read the visual dictionary, you know that the New Republic capitals rotate planets here and there. Maybe it was on Naboob once, or maybe it went Wait, uh, to... Sorry, did you say Naboob? Did I? Oh, yeah, you did. Naboo, excuse me. I I said it the wrong way. But, but it, no, it, it, it eventually it goes to the Hosnian system and the Hosnian Prime. And then, as we know, it gets blown up. By the Boom. first order later on, so we just need to get that out of the way. Sure. Um, no, uh, there's a there's a thing from Solo too. They talk about the maelstrom, the maelstrom. Uh, what is it called? I have a link up. Maelstrom. Hold on. Sexist. No, no. Well, um, we can move past the, the the classroom scene and get into the meat. Din is like, one hey, quick thing. I need a repair. Oh, yeah, one quick thing. Go ahead. The Akadisi Maelstrom. Sure. The Akadisi Maelstrom, which is, is in the Kessel sector. So that's the one from Solo. Yeah. All you eagle-eyed, eagle-eared people. But anyway, continue on. Sorry. Well, let's. we'll just go through uh, the meat of the episode. Din just wants his razor crest repaired, right? Like he's like, that's the only reason he's here. I just need this repaired, and then I'm gonna be on my way. And they're like, actually, now that we got you here, there's an imperial spaceport that we wanna get rid of, and we want your help, Mando. And he's like, I just want to repair. And they're like, well, I don't know why he agrees to do it. Why does he agree (laughs) to do it? Wait, what? Why does he agree to do it? 
he agrees to do it. I don't know. Maybe as a favor because they're – I can't believe it. I just watched it today. I think it's it might be because they're fixing up his ship or oh, because yeah. he – they helped him out last time he was on uh, Navarro. Yeah, probably. the planet. But Mithril but Yeah, I like when back. he lands though. I forgot to mention when – I like how Grief kind of has this little relationship with baby Yoda. Oh, yeah. Like he's very endeared to it. Like, is he taking good care of you? Yes. Oh, did you hear that? He said yes. <laughs> everybody. And he walks Everybody up. loves this That's kid. That's cool. It is cool. I, I think Carl Weathers, he just continues to have fun with this, this character. He is having a blast. Yes. And directing it. He directed, he directed this, this is one. a really well directed and well shot episode. I like it. It's I like very all three good. Of these. I, it might be one. It's one of my favorites. I think it is a very good one. This very three good. episodes, once, I was watching, going, "Oh, that's right. These are really, really good." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A th- good three stretch. I mean, one of them's a little lackluster, and everyone's listening to Saint Christian. Will you stop? Yeah, we'll you keep get saying to that it when we get to it. So this, uh, the I like that Mithral is in it. He's comic relief, but he also serves a purpose too. Um, like he's Man, their driver. They sure do bully the shit out of them. He though. did, but they kept knocking off years from his sentence, from his debt or whatever, because he's he's like owes a debt. Like he's serving a five hundred year sentence, two hundred fifty, oh, yeah. three hundred fifty years. And there's one the part where he's like, "Well, could you make it quick? Why don't you make it quick and make it?" Get out here and help us, or whatever. Why don't you make it quick and do it quickly so you can make it quick and get it done faster? (laughs) Recently. (laughs) That that was hilarious, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I didn't know at the time what you were were doing until I listened back to it during editing. But so they go into this big lava lamp... That's about to blow because, um, oh, she's gonna blow. I'm not sure how these imperial workplaces ever pass building inspections with the conditions. Like, like Mithril even it's like says what we're all thinking. Like, what there's no guardrail. You want me to go out there and do this? There's no guard, I could fall. And I'm like, that's such a fun little like because that's never been touched on, it's just a thing, but it's like a. Uh, what's the word? It's a little meta moment where it's like, yeah, there are no rails in any of the bad guys' places. Like, if they fall, they fall. If they die, they die. Right. Like, it's not up to code for sure. The floor is literally lava. There's no gu- guardrails. Well, there's a shield over the lava. Is there? You know how on Mustafar they had the shields over those crane things oh, yeah. that they deactivated? Yeah. I think that's what they have a heat shield. By the way, if you fall... Why do they have Mithral doing it? How are you it? getting back? Because then the important people don't fall and die. <laughs> oh, that's true. <laughs> that's, oh, but I'll fall. You'll be falling right onto my plate after I fillet you for dinner. Now get going. Yeah, he was really intense. I know. He's it, yelling at him, being mean to him. And it's like, he's the ride. He's the chauffeur. He's the one doing all the work. You're the one carrying a blaster. Right. It, Listen, lady, this thing's rated for plumbing and such. <laughs> You're lucky well, I even brought it. My fists are rated for your face. Do you want to taste them, bitch? Okay, I'll he do it. He threw it outside, too. Did you notice that? 
Yeah. He left his little flanger thing outside. Flanger? Oh, the plumbing? The, the little device. Oh, the plumber thing? Yeah. yeah. He he left it outside. I guess it wasn't worth anything. It's not. I did get a, uh, a good chuckle out of when uh, Mando flies up to open the elevator for him. And he tr- Mithral turns around and like does the, what the hell? Like with his hands. Yeah. Like, why don't we all have jetpacks? Like, right. <laughs> and he, I mean, Mando's just dropping dudes off. Like, yo, you guys are going too slow. I'll just go up there. I got a jetpack on my back. I'll fly up there, drop him off the cliff. It'll be fun. We haven't done that joke in a while. There it is. Resurrected. No, we haven't. Resurrected. S- full circle ring theory. One year later, we're close to yeah. the release of uh, Austin Powers. Also, on this day of recording, it is the one-year anniversary of the pandemic, of the shutdown. Honestly, it's been the longest two-week. It's been the longest two-week shutdown I've ever experienced. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be a two-year shutdown if we don't get our act together. Yeah, but well, I mean, most coming. people are, but... Yeah. Oh, Mr. T- Mr. Turnaround. Well, I don't care. I, they're pushing back the release of uh, No Time to Die. Well, this thing will be... I mean, you know how Listen, you did it. That was back when I was borderline Republican on the issue. Then I, did, I realized, <laughs> oh... Okay, it is real. Which, by the way, you can change your opinion about things after you get educated on them. That's true. Take note. Pushing your buttons. Take note, (laughs) Republicans. So, (laughs) yeah, you don't have to stick to. I mean, Democrats are. You can stick to your guns. You can say the same thing about Democrats in some cases. But (laughs) politicians. Spencer, you got a cough over there. Yeah, I got a cough. But. So they light it up, a la Scarecrow from Batman Begins. They need a lighten up. They get out of the base. They're trying to get out of the base. Um, They discover, like you said, and this is one of the most interesting parts of the episode, if not one of the most interesting and controversial, possibly, thought-provoking parts of the episode or the whole series as a whole. Okay. Uh, the lab. The lab yep. with the clones. And I say clones because I'm assuming they're clones. They uh, did some a little bit of reading on other people theorizing about this. And you know what? I am led to believe. What do you think those are? They're what clones. do you think those are? But did you Clones notice... of what? Clones of who? Uh, just anybody. I think anybody with a high M count, which, come on. He's talking about Say the word. He's talking about midichlorians, right? I know. Say right? the word. But well, because we're that not word in is that air anymore. That word is a buzzword, a no no. No, so it's, it's a trigger word. A trigger there for Star Wars yeah. fans. But if you say M count, it's different. Same, but different. Every time someone says midichlorian, you hear George. <laughs> <laughs> That's the uh, every every living. Every every living thing uh, on, every, on every planet, every, every, uh, has, every person has, has a midichlorian. It's like uh, the powerhouse of the cell. <laughs> <laughs> it's the powerhouse of the force. <laughs> you know uh, the the sequel trilogy. I was writing. It was gonna. It was gonna go into microbiology, and we're gonna you, go uh, on the magic school bus Bill, sort of thing and go into the midichlorians. And that was Bill gonna Cosby? be. You mixing Bill Cosby with George Lucas? Bill Lucas? No. 
George Is that Cosby. What it sounded like yeah, kind of. George Cosby. You put no. the midichlorians in the pages of paper. Bill Cosby turns out not a great guy. No, and not that's so disappointing. It is. It's great sweaters. No, but that. So the midichlorians. <laughs> that's what the. That's what they're talking about. So they're they're trying to make the midichlorians. They're trying to resurrect the. Sick. They're trying to. They're Whoa. trying to make four sensitive vessels for yeah. somebody. Hmm. Mm. Who could it be? I don't. Here's know what I'm telling you. Here's what I think it's. Uh, actually, you know what? I'll save that for when we save it. close it out or something. Yes. But I have an. I have my own idea of who it is, and I think if you look long enough at the body in the cylinder, you can tell who it is. Who? But. Just say it. Jonathan it. Jethro Ebenezer Snoke. Is that you think? They're clo- they're cloning them. Is they're cloning them. Like, is that what it really looks like? I, I, I think it looks it. like a proto-Snoke. Here, I'll just say it now. It looks like a proto-Snoke. A Snokotype? A Snokotype. It's the first evolution of I the final Snoke. They, he evolves at level 35, <laughs> like my war turtle. Boy, I don't I think know. that's the right level. But anyways, I do think it's a Snoke clone. I do think it's a Snoke clone. I think they're setting the groundwork for that Probably. in this episode. And that makes it one of the best moments of the entire series. Because how, how it potentially folds into the entire saga as a whole, the, so, the Star Wars universe galaxy. I like that. Well, again, that's what the I Mandalorian like is doing so well. They're incorporating mm-hmm. literally every level, even the one that is in its future, like the sequel trilogy that in this time frame has not happened yet. And they're still referencing right. it because the movies have. Like, they're, this is literally for every Star Wars fan. If you love the prequels, you're going to love The Mandalorian. If you love the original trilogy, you're going to love The Mandalorian, probably the most of all. Right. If you love the sequel trilogy, you're going to love The Mandalorian. It touches on everything, and it does it so well. And sometimes it does it so well, you don't even realize it's doing it, like how I didn't with right. potential Snoke clone, which is like Snow Cone, but- Snoke clone. <laughs> what, what flavor Snoke clone do you want? Um, Sith. I want strawberry Sith. Sith strawberry. <laughs> One or two? Well, I have a rule about that. <laughs> you always eat two. <laughs> it's my like, rule of two. Actually, I changed my mind. I want the midichlorian mango <laughs> with, the, with the youngling sprinkles on the top. Ooh. Give me the frothy force. <laughs> I'll take the frothy force. That's Anakin's force. favorite. It is. Yeah, you know that uh, the red on there, youngling blood. Yeah, yeah. Gro- he 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 meets Grogu. Ah, yes, the one that got away. Wait, who? Oh, ah, uh, I mean, he meets he meets nobody. <laughs> he he meets he meets Ray thing. from nowhere. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, M count. Yes, and then there's the chase Best scene, part. which is pretty Except- generic. Up until yeah. the point when... Oh, are you serious? Yeah, up until Din comes out of nowhere. Like, I, I was the ready chase, for it to be done. Uh, okay, that's one of the better moments of the episode, I think, because 
First of all, Din, he flies away on his jetpack or his rising phoenix, which I guess he mastered off screen. I thought he still had some training to do with that. Yeah. Because I guess not. Plot. But he goes off and we get some a little bit of quality time with the with the side characters. Great. The little side gang. Which Grief Karg is my favorite mm-hmm. out of all. Mithral's pretty amusing. Yeah, he is. Kara is she's okay. She's there. But she had that bad line, as I said, but what kicks off the whole chase scene with her hijacking the thing. You get the fun moment of them diving off the edge and they do the whoa as it falls. That would That's terrify funny. me because those things are not meant to fly. They're meant to like no. hover. So no. you're going, I mean, that's terrifying. Have you ever been on like a roller coaster or oh, one of yeah. those drop towers where it just drops? Yeah. I hate that feeling. When I was a kid, I always said that made my... Sucks your balls you right know? up in your intestinal tract. Yeah. <laughs> True story. I don't know why I had to bring that up. Well, you did, and I ran. <laughs> well, my it. family, because I was kind of vocal about it when I was a kid, and then my family made are. fun of me for it. Are you feeling like, your belly? No, my balls. What's that? I'm I said both. I feel my balls. Actually, but my balls are in my stomach. Anyway, so yeah, let's move like on too. from that. We don't yeah. need to talk about that. So that din but, comes out of nowhere in the coolest moment, and it's like, oh yeah, the car best. even gets excited. She goes, wow. Or whatever she says. She gets pumped. Yeah. She does the Woo Oh yeah. Sort of thing. Her That's best what she line does. delivery of, of the whole series. Okay. But yeah, so he saves them. It's real cool. Like it's actually cool because it, it's, it's Oh uh, man. The sound design yeah. when he does that. When he you know, he takes the first one out and then they do the kind of a similar move maneuver to in uh, Force Awakens when the Falcon flips yeah. around. Yeah. And you hear the end, like it's just no music, just the sound design and the atmosphere, and then it goes silent, and then you hear the engines like activate again. Such a cool moment before he goes into that uh, dive bomb maneuver. Classic. And you get the cool shot of them approaching each other and closer and closer and closer. Oh, he got the TIE Fighter. Woo, we did it, says Mithral. Yep, he did that. Good episode. Um, He leaves. Good moment. Kara's from Alderaan. The X-Wing pilot wants to recruit her. That's like when they were trying to set up the spinoff. The, Mr. Keem. The Rangers from Ms. of Kim's the Republic or whatever. Well, we don't know if that's what that was setting up. Oh, that's up. what it was setting up. They went out of their way to do it, and it didn't work. Canceled. I, or, well, I no, think it's not you're canceled. right in that. She that's was. What, it's not. Well, it's not. But I bet she's he not being up. recast. By the way, that's official. Yeah, they're, they're so it's going to be somebody from the character. animated series that nobody knows because nobody watches it. But uh, okay, if <laughs> Joel were here, Joel. Okay. You know what? <laughs> you know what? Just because you are a fucking. Uh, don't have Mr. Dad don't have time to watch him doesn't mean it's not worth watching okay just cause you're a fuck and don't know doesn't mean you have to dog the people that do watch it Okay, it's good quality. It's good quality. And uh, I I read the books, too. They're in the books. And they follow the Recently? Clone Wars. Uh, your mom. Uh, they, <laughs> they follow the Clone Wars. And Anakin with Qui-Gon Obi-Wan. But you're such a f- 
fucking. <laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah, so he gets away. Moff Gideon had a guy on the inside, puts a tracking device on the on the Razor Crest, and we get a reveal of you're like, oh, dude, he's turning into Vader. They're retconning Vader. No, he just kind of has the what? same chess piece. And then these, we later find these troops, these mechanical troops, he's building I didn't, an army. I didn't think they were mechanical at first. I thought they were people. Oh, like I thought the they may have been successful clones from the facility. That's what I thought at first. I think I, I didn't too. recognize them as robots at first. I don't know if a lot of people. Uh, I thought did. they had something to do with the experiments. Yeah. Because I think I in the EU, and dang, Joel, we need you, buddy. I think in the EU, the Dark Troopers are actually genetically modified humans who are. Uh, let me, let they me wear, take this one. Let me take this one. Uh, in, in the, uh, the EU. <laughs> Um, the uh, well, uh, well, they're called uh, um, dank troopers uh, in the EU. Uh, uh, they call them something else in the in this show, which uh, we'll talk about in uh, a couple episodes. Um, they they were humans essentially, and Dengar was uh, was experimented on, but he uh, he uh, got away. He got away and got uh, deformed. For life, uh, because the experiment went wrong. It was in the uh, the early stages of it, but uh, they they tried it. They tried mixing some C three PO DNA, and uh, they <laughs> well, it didn't. What? It uh, didn't work. It didn't work. Uh, uh, mutate a lot, uh, but uh, they um, yeah, they they tried to mix uh, <laughs> some Snoke clones with. With uh, cyborgs, and uh, that that then they got that that's actually uh, funny story. Uh, that's actually the original uh, General Grievous. So, <laughs> okay, and uh, that that's that's just EU. That's EU. Yeah, and Dave Filoni and uh, Mark uh, Zuckerberg were were working on that one. So, Mark Zuckerberg, huh? Yeah. <laughs> You're almost turning to Burt Reynolds. <laughs> <laughs> at the end. <laughs> yeah. So they get all right. That's the end of the episode. Really, it, we get revealed that he's making an army of some sort. There's another. There's another line that, um, Kara says that I really don't like. It's the. All of them? I'm not a joiner, Blue. Like I did not like that the first time I watched the episode. I didn't like it the second time. Well, it's the second time. Ah, I didn't like it the. The the third time now that I've seen it, I just uh, it just seemed. How do I say it? Bad. Bad. Uh, I don't know if force is the word. Um. It seemed just like it go. It kind of tied into the western kind of thing for me. That Did I think that this. Especially in season two, that it might be going a little overboard with the western tropes. Yeah, they went hard western. Like with the, I'm not a joiner, blue. Like it's like something a loner would say, like the Lone Ranger would say, and it's like I don't like that. No, I don't like it. And not one. I guess her delivery wasn't too offensive, but this the whole the line itself. Anyway, going off about that. Yeah, any last Carson words Teva. About this one? Who? Carson Teva's back. Who's that? The guy that uh, is the X-Wing oh, pilot. Oh, the X-Wing pilot. Cool. Very Carson cool. Carson Teva. Sure. 
Rangers of the Lost Republic, yeah. I hope we see him again. What's his name? Hold on. He's a good actor. I'm looking it up. Carson Teva. Lambo wants to be a guest on the show, but he doesn't really have much to well, say. Well, Lando can't speak. It's Lambo. So. Oh, did I say Lando? Yeah, Lando's not in this. <laughs> you got okay. Star Wars on the brain. This guy's name is Paul Sun Hung Lee. And I okay. hope I pronounced that correctly. I apologize if I didn't. Paul Sun Hung Hyung Lee. Avid listener of South the show. Co- Thanks, Paul. I think I believe he's South Korean. He's he's from Canada though. He's a Canadian actor and he's in Kim's Convenience, which sadly is not going to be getting renewed for season six. I might my oh, roommate what? and her and my roommate and his girlfriend got me into watching Kim's Convenience. Really funny show on Netflix. I mentioned it in the last episode. Really funny. Check it out. But he plays Carson Teva. He does a great job. He's a big Star yeah, Wars fan. Fun. It's cool to see him part of the show. He's but fun. yeah, this this episode, man, I again I really liked it. I really I like liked it, it. But the next I liked the chase scene. I did again the, the speeders the speeder effects keep getting better and better. I keep I getting knew better. Like I like him in this one. I thought it was kind of funny when, you know, the scout troop stormtroopers, they can't catch a break. They suck at no. everything. They can't drive a speeder bike. They can't shoot. They trip they on can't a rock aim. and die. They couldn't shoot the broadside of a barn. But it's all part of the charm. Yeah, it's that's why we love them. That's why we love them. And their armor sucks. What did they make their armor out of? Plastic, I think. Like plastic, like the kind of plastic you use on your sleds it's a for your less kids. Because <laughs> it's a lot less than Beskar. Yeah, <laughs> less car. But I thought the cinematography was on point, and the cinematographers just got nominated for an award. Good, they deserve it. In the award circuit, I believe it was a Critics' Choice or the a Golden Globe or a Daytime Emmy. Possibly, or the Cinematographer's Guild. I apologize. I didn't know. Maybe I can get that for the next episode. Yeah, get that. But um, I thought they did a really good job on this episode. The the cinematography was on point with the ships, with the CGI. Awesome. Which is something I can't say for the third episode in this group, which I'll get to. Yeah, but before we get there, let's... uh... Let's uh, let's get to the next one, the good one, the real good one, the best one so oh. far. Chapter. 13, The Jedi. Let's go. Directed by Dave Filoni himself. Let the fan service begin because we finally get some real Jedi lightsaber action, baby. Ahsoka Tano has arrived and she is fighting some spoofers. Is what I wrote. I don't know what I meant, but she's what? fighting some spoofers. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> what? I don't know. She's fighting them in the forest because we can't have a good fight without trees. We're on the smoggiest planet in the galaxy, and for the sake of argument, we'll call it Gary, Indiana. Ahsoka confronts. Oh no! 
Ahsoka confronts the village dictator, Morgan something, and tells her the classic, you have one day or else I'll come back and do stuff. You get it. Then in BY-50, landing Gary and get ignored by the locals before Morgan gives him a proposition that if he kills Ahsoka, she will give him a pure Beskar spear. Through the forest from Wizard of Oz we go and Din and Ahsoka fight before he name drops her and she noticed BY-50. She's astonished. We learn through mind reading Jedi tricks that BY-50's name is... Grogu! Pow, 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 pow! The baby's got a name, and he was hidden from carnage on Coruscant, and has been, because he was a part of the Jedi, he was being trained as a Jedi, he was hidden somehow and saved during Anakin's uh, spree, his youngling spree, uh, youngling gate. And he's been trained by many masters, leading us to believe we're going to get a huge reveal in Season 3 about who saved him. Ahsoka does the force test and finds out that there's much fear in Grogu, and he only likes Din. They team up to take out Morgan and her goons and free the village of Gary. Ahsoka defeats Morgan while Din stands and talks to generic Ed Harris soldier. And if you're as big of a fan of the animated series as I am, you get some payoff fan service <laughs> when Ahsoka name drops... Grand Admiral Thrawn! That's his name, right? Yeah, I would know because I'm a huge fan. And it was at this moment the Ahsoka spinoff series was born. She tells Din that she can't train Grogu, but to take him to another planet, surprise, surprise, another one of those, I can't, but they can, but you can't, but you go and take him here, blah, blah, blah. One of those moments. He, he got to take him there to meditate on the Force Boulder. They say goodbye, Din gets the spear, and we're out of here without having to make repairs on the Razor Crest. So this episode is baller. And they it, won't need the repairs. It doesn't even it doesn't even like wait. It's guys, this is the one Ahsoka's in, and she's the first thing. Right here. Boom. You get um, her actually, kicking ass. Actually, number one, it's called Caladan on Corvus. You mean Gary? That's the name of the town. Caledon. That's why I said Gary. <laughs> it must be spelled differently. Yeah, probably. The um, C is silent. Ahsoka Tano. And she's awesome. here. She's and awesome. And she is in live action for the first time and in Star Wars franchise It's the first history. live action white lightsaber we've seen. You better take a back seat on this. You don't know anything about her. Um, okay. But anyways, we talk we, we talk about Ahsoka, and those of us who have seen the Clone Wars, including the, the movie that came out in 2008, maybe some of you actually didn't like her as much in the beginning, right off the get-go, from the Clone Wars movie. I know I didn't. Yeah, old Snips. I call her uh, Snips. It's a fun little nickname I have. I, I hated the Snips thing in the Clone Wars movie with Baby Jabba. They're looking for Jabba's baby son. That's their mission. But no. Anakin calls her Snips. She calls him Sky Guy. And they have this, you know, angsty teen relationship where he can't get along well with her. And she doesn't get along well with him. And they, by the end of the movie, they find kind of an equal footing and learn to respect each other mutually. Have I haven't seen that movie in forever. So I'm kind of just assuming that's what happens because of the formula. But 
back to farming. The Clone Wars fans, as we know, as the show goes on, Ahsoka gets better and better as a character. She matures a lot. She teaches like a class of younglings, of students on Mandalore. She travels to Mandalore to teach students about democracy, basically, and about corruption and power and how absolute power corrupts absolutely, that sort of thing. Very cool. She matures a lot. And eventually in the show, she leaves the Jedi Order, which these are episodes I still have to watch. Admittedly, sorry, Joel, but I know the basic premise. That was a weird way to say that. that but she leaves the Jedi Order, and this is why in this in this series, your first time seeing her, really, uh, Spencer. I've seen enough really. of her to like her. Y- yeah, Rosario I know, I know. Dawson. Rosario Dawson. She looks great. The white lightsabers look great, like in all the. The smog. white lightsabers. The cinematography oh, and lighting in this amazing, so good, especially in the beginning, like the, the opening smogginess. I love the look of this planet. Like when she when she retracts her lightsabers and goes and like disappears into the fog, yeah. that was awesome. And you hear that music like vroom, like as she awesome disappears. music again, by the way. Awesome, awesome use. Just an excellent episode overall. The way they use, like you said, the lighting in the fog. You said it. Awesome work. But it is. yeah, it's cool to see Ahsoka in live action to bring that character and and that was some this was something i think a lot of fans were skeptical of because well how are you going to do that like people who watch the clone wars know who ahsoka is people who are watching mandalorian for the first time probably don't have a single clue who she is i wrote this in my notes i want to read this to you and then when joel listens he can uh he can appreciate this too i wrote and i quote ahsoka looks great blow me joel i like her even though i don't watch cartoons (laughs) <laughs> that was written um, in anticipation of him being here, but now he'll just have to hear it, oh. and he won't get to uh, respond. <laughs> he's he's with us in spirit. So so we get Grogu, the big name reveal mm-hmm. for BY fifty henceforth Grogu. I just such a cool like oh man. Um, I do have a question though. Who I'll tell you. I don't know. Who do you think saved him? I keep wanting to think Obi-Wan. Yeah, but, but that's as too I, easy. I watched it today, and I actually thought it could be Yoda. It could have been Yoda who did it. It could have been Yoda. And that's and too I on think the that, too. And this isn't, this isn't my original idea. I read it somewhere. That maybe that's what Yoda, Grogu, was what Yoda was referring to in Return of the Jedi. When he said, or not Return of the Jedi, excuse me, Empire Strikes Back, when he says, No, there is another. Um, like, I at the time, we think he means there's another Skywalker. That's what he meant. Leia. They didn't have these plans. No, but you can retroactively adjust that and no. kind of, now that with this new information from people who are in charge of the story, you kind of get a second layer of, of meaning into it, which you could assume maybe, maybe Yoda. Maybe he did get it on with the Yaddle. He did. Maybe he did have a child. They maybe he did. Maybe he did uh, spirit the child away to protect him. And that's why he said there is another. If, if Luke fails us and we got Grogu. Well, I, Yoda wasn't there at the time that he was slaughtering the younglings. Nobody was. Uh, so no, it's either could, a nobody, like another it youngling. It could have been knew. Who's that? She's the librarian. If it's not in our records, then it does not exist. It could. 
That's that her. Could be. You could know, have been she her. gives her could life have been. saving him. Or it could be that kid that jumps out of nowhere and saves uh Maybe it was Anakin. Yeah, like what here's my like what if he got there and he's like, Yeah uh listen, I'm gonna leave you alive because I need them to know. I need them to know it was me. <laughs> And then yeah. Grogu's like, um, yeah, the, there's security cameras. They'll know it's you. You don't need me, but sure. Thank you. Oh, I love that meme. I love that meme that it shows Anakin looking at like the, the little tablet sort of thing in Padme's apartment. Uh-huh. And it shows little Grogu on the other side on the, like a Zoom. And it's like, I live, bitch. <laughs> that would be funny. <laughs> but it, I mean, it very funny. well could have been... <clears throat> and he's just maybe Anakin he spared him. was trying to save him because we know that Anakin didn't want to do that remember yeah maybe he wanted him to be an apprentice like a Sith apprentice with him oh yeah and if you played Force Unleashed you'd know that Vader was trying to screw over the Emperor any chance he could too that's what I'm saying because I think it I think you could read in that Vader knew the Emperor was doing him dirty I mean, Hang even in the new sec. comics. Okay. My cats are <clears throat> are creeping me out because they both just looked up at the ceiling at the same time, and they're just staring up it's there. It's Joel. Maybe. It's Joel. Oh, there's a He broke a into your house. He just got done with trivia. There's a fly. <laughs> oh, it's not a fly. It's just a bug. But it's a ladybug. Anyway, we should... Let's get back to the yeah, episode. Sorry. Okay. Let's get back to the episode. Yeah, I think what? it was probably just like, I don't know. I don't know if we'll ever find out. I, I don't. Because well, his we won't find out in season fuzzy. three. I don't think baby, I, but Grogu isn't going to be in season three. You don't think? I'll just say that right now. You don't think so? He's off. He He's not in, he, he's, um, he's not in season three. Oh, well. For reasons that we will not discuss in this episode. People are going to be real mad. But. But, well, they'll have something else to look forward to if the rumors are true. But we'll get there. So those torture but, tubes are terrifying, by the way. Oh, my. This whole episode reminds me of a Fallout uh, game. Well, it's like a dictatorship. It's like those old, like, empires. Like in, like the Chinese empires, the Roman empire. Right. Like all those where they were the dictator or right. whatever, the the emperor, uh, the czar. Where they crucified people, yeah, basically. Like these electric tube this was dark things it was dark and not just because it was that was dark yeah (laughs) but like when he's walking into the inner sanctum you know he walks into the gate they let him in he's a bounty hunter blah 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 he walks in he's walking past these people like in these tubes where they're getting electrocuted and one guy's like help us like yeah it's that's dark shit yes it is for a Star Wars property, yeah. like these people are being tortured, and it's you've brutal. seen them there, and it—I think the ana- the analog is towards crucifixion, with oh, what's yeah. happening with them, for sure. Like being three publicly of them. displayed like that, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that that part did—it was like, well, that is, this is getting pretty dark for Star Wars. And the reason I bring up crucifixion too is because. Going back to the wait, let me let me back it up a little bit. All right, back it up, back back, back it up, back it up, back, back it up, up. back ah. it up, back 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 it up. Now stop! Oh, wiggle with it, yeah! Stop! Oh, wiggle with it, yeah! Three, six, nine.
Baby, if I have it, you should suck it to me one more time. Get low, get low, get low, get low. <laughs> to the window, to the wall, to the wall, till the force drops off my balls. Down these soakers fall. Down ski ski motherfucker. Down ski ski mace with. Down ski ski mace with. To Mace Thank Windu. You for that. <laughs> Thank you. Oh. To the throne. No, Mace Window. Through the window. <laughs> Mace got thrown out. To the, the mattress. Oh, and he falls. And he falls. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh. That reminded me of when we were doing WCKS the Whale and you said maybe he fell on a mattress. He did. <laughs> He's alive. I felt it. He saved Grogu. He did not. Get off of that. What if he did? He wasn't alive. <laughs> May well, if he fell in a match. Well, maybe he was. Maybe he was. You said maybe he'd survive. He's, he's climbing up and he goes, you, Yoda motherfucker, give me a hand. <laughs> I thank you. Because he, <laughs> he lost his. And he, he called oh. him Yoda motherfucker. Yeah, you lo Yoda looking motherfucker. That's what he said. Yes. But back before the musical interlude, yes. I was going to say the f it, this episode reeks of fallout for me. And not just cuz there's Cause radiation it, everywhere. No. No, and that's the thing. There's an area in Fallout um 4 that is irradiated and it looks all green like that and the trees are bare. But more New Vegas. More New Vegas sure. for me. Fallout New Vegas. Brandon Pop, you will know exactly what I'm talking yeah, about. Be pop. Especially with uh, the people on display in the cages getting electrocuted. In Fallout New Vegas, there's a, there's a stretch of road in one of the towns or one of the abandoned towns um, where people are crucified. People are hanging and crucified. Yikes. Because there's a there's a faction called Caesar's, they call them Caesar, Caesar's Legion. It's like this, after the apocalypse, fallout, it's nuclear bombs come down, radiation fallout, new societies take hold. One of them's based off the ancient Romans with their leader, Caesar, and they crucify people to punish them and put them on display. As you do. That reminded me of that when I watched this episode and the people on in those tubes mm -hmm. and also just the general vibe like the that the town with the oppressors and just the environment of corvus with the bare trees and the green it totally reminiscent of that for me yeah you so, it makes you think of gary indiana i guess yeah i've been there so we but this whole time what a we contrast know, we know we're about to get like some sort of reveal because Ahsoka's being very vague about, hey, the master. I I need to know where where this guy, where this person is, where your master is. And you're thinking, oh, is she talking about like Moff Gideon, probably, or or maybe maybe she's even talking about like Vader or something. Well, no, Vader would be dead. I had not. Vader I had not. Dead. Vader's dead. Vader would be dead. I had Moff. not a clue who she could have been talking about. Not a clue. But then the and I had no idea either. Yeah. Until she said they, it. She fights 
and the oh, best oh, Spencer, scar hold on, spear. hold on. Grand Admiral Thrawn, for you, Grand Admiral Thrawn, he's a character from the EU. He had a trilogy, the Thrawn trilogy, written by Timothy Zahn back in the 90s, late 80s, early 90s. You wouldn't know about it. He uh, was recently made canon in Star Wars Rebels, where he is the main villain in seasons three and four. He comes back, fan favorite character from the EU. They had to bring him back. Timothy Zahn also wrote, I think, four or five new novels. He's got a three Thrawn books, three Thrawn books out now, which are canon. And he's got another trilogy coming out. Yeah. About the same characters. My dad, my dad loves the Thrawn books, or he really enjoys them. I got them for him for his birthday. I'm going to get him signed from Timothy one of these days. But I just wanted to give you a little primer on who, on who, not Timothy is, who Grand Admiral Thrawn is. Because, you know, you don't watch the show Mm. and you don't read the books. So you don't know shit. And uh, just uh, speaking of those books you were just telling me about, I just wanted to uh, tell you that I don't give a fuck. I don't don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck. I I don't give a fuck. We got songs. We got songs. Okay, I'm episode. I'm gonna be honest with you. I get I just razzed you a whole lot about that. I haven't yeah. watched the the entirety of season three and four of Rebels. Either, I know he's so important. I don't know. I haven't read any of the Zan. I haven't read any of the Zan. I know Thrawn he's important, and he takes a kid named so, Ezra. I am a hypocrite when I when I make fun yeah. of you for that. Yeah, but I do know who the character is and Me how too. important he is to the fans. He's blue. I, I I I okay okay. Let's let's call it even then. All right. So Ahsoka fights more. He's a chiss. Yeah, he fights. She fights more, and they we get a cool lightsaber. What best is her name? Spirit. And Din literally does nothing this episode essentially because he's just talking to that guy who just reminds me of Ed Harris. Just talking. Morgan Elsbeth. Yeah, but they're just talking, and then it's up. I guess you're side one. He tries to shoot him. Din shoots him. He's like, I come on. You're gonna you're gonna you're gonna come in with that. I'm quick. All right. I'll come quick. You quicker. know what? First of all, <laughs> you need to respect the acting. You need to respect oh, the good. actor because that sure. is Michael that is Michael Bain. I hope I'm pronouncing his last okay. name right. Um Corporal Hicks from Aliens. I'm not saying he was bad. Major character in Aliens, fan favorite character from Aliens. He just reminded me of Ed Harris. That's not a bad thing. He's in Terminator. He plays Kyle Reese in Terminator. Cool. I just found that out by watching a review the other night. I'd never seen Terminator, by the way. We'll have to do those ones yeah, maybe. eventually. We'll get to it. But he's a he's a good actor, man. I'm and not saying he wasn't. Store brand Ed Harris. I did or not say that. Did. I said he looks and reminds me of Ed Harris. Ed Harris is good too. This guy was good. I'm not saying it in a negative way. I didn't know okay. his name. Okay. Okay. Below me. Just kidding. Bull, no, I will not. But. No. Yeah, it ends. Joel, oh, is that you? How's this episode? Oh, yeah, you think. Okay, this is the Jedi. He's going to. Grogu's going to go here. And then where do we go from here? We're going to see Ahsoka again. Well, no, she's like, I can't fucking train him. I'm not even a Jedi anymore. Do you even know why she can't train him? She doesn't want to. Oh, man. I've watched... Man, I still need to finish... Because I... she senses all this fear and stuff, and she's like, hey, I've known well, one other person... Well, she's obviously alluding to Anakin. Oh, for sure. I've, I've known one other person, one other Jedi, that I've felt the same... And I saw what happened to the best of us there. No, I'm not yeah, doing right. it. Yeah, right. 
Right. I can't it. allow it. I'm not going to start this little guy down that path. So instead it's of trying to, to let help the power you, fade away. Instead of trying to help you, I'm going to let you deal with that shit on your own. Good luck. I got to go back to Gary, Indiana. They need me. That's it. Then we get another just little checkpoint, but it's a fun, awesome checkpoint because Ahsoka's great. We get real Jedi action. And I know. I bet you had an erection when you saw no, that. No, I didn't. But she, like, the double wielding with one shorter, like, her fighting style is awesome. When she slices the guy and also slices that bell in half, I'm like, oh, yeah. Go, oh, dude. yeah. And then she does it that was thing. Listeners can't see, but the thing where she ignites it, like pulls him across oh, her face. Favorite part of the episode. Like favorite part of the episode. Because doesn't she do that in the animated show? She does do that in the... F- Ooh, this is a spoiler. Rebels. In Rebels, you haven't seen it, but no. she fights Vader yeah, in I Rebels. In the season two finale. Epic fight. She does that. She does that thing where she ignites him uh, parallel with each other, in line with each other. It's so cool looking. Awesome moment in this episode. I was watching this. A little background on watching this. Me and me and Joel, we were we were staying up till three in the morning to watch this episode. I was not. So I was chatting. I was chatting with him up until the the re- release of the episode. I think we were playing Battlefront or something. Probably. Star Wars Battlefront two. Up until then, we got off. We stopped chatting. We watched the episode. We stayed up a little later after four after the episode ended, wow. just chatting about the episode a little bit. But I got myself derailed. Anyway, as I was saying, though, what I wanted to say, it was 4, it was like 3.30 in the morning. I was in my apartment alone because my roommate was up north. And when that happened, I I exclaimed vocally, like, that was badass. That was awesome. It was badass. Like, that was, was fucking awesome. awesome when she did that. That was cool. Remember that? That was really cool. Really good cinematography. Yeah, and and she was just choreography, good. rather. She, she was good. Like acting, Rosario she was Dawson. Good. And Rosario Dawson. Joel thought she did fine too, and I don't mean to speak for him because what, I'm sure he'll have his own comment. You didn't think that but she was good. I didn't think that she wasn't good. I'm saying that I didn't know really what to expect uh, because Ashley Eckstein is the voice of Ahsoka, and she's been the voice of Ahsoka since 2008. Why didn't they for cast the Clone her? Wars? And I don't know. They cast I the do voice not know. Actor for Bo-Katan. I know, I know, and that's the sad kind of that's a sad, disappointing thing but for she, Ashley is because this could have been her big break into live action acting. Maybe she didn't want to if she hasn't done one before. It, no, 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 no. I think she was kind of hurt. I don't think decision. so because she was like pumped about Rosario Dot. She was like, "Yo, that was great." Well, that was after the fact. She's fine. I think she's okay now, but I I wouldn't be surprised if she wasn't initially hurt by the decision the to go with somebody else. Does she have the especially look? if she knew that they went with the with the voice actors for Bo-Katan. But she is already an on-screen actress, I believe. Mm. Yeah, so she's fine. Uh, Katie Sackhoff, yeah. What if they but, cast her in something, at, like in another role in season three, like another iconic role? They might. They might. That'd be cool. I mean, she's tight with Dave Filoni. She can find a spot for her. That would be cool. That'd be pretty cool for sure. service for all y'all nerds. But Rosario Dawson, she did a solid job, and I think she did a really good job of 
doing her own performance while also integrating a little bit of the mannerisms and things that Ashley did in her yeah. performance. I think she did a really good job of that. It was And there's not a see. line in this episode that does not sound or does not make you think that's Ahsoka. Yeah. Or doesn't make you think that's not Ahsoka, excuse me. I'm excited for her series. I am too. I'm stoked. The only thing I think they could have done better was the head tails and we had a little bit of a discussion about this with the with how they looked a little shorter than how they did in Rebels. But for movement and practicality. I that's what I understand it was. that. I understand if they were too that. Too long it their movement little, it, it would have been too complicated it's from a, a little discontinuity standpoint. with how they look with older Togrutas, which is what they're called. That's the species, Togrutas. Sure. I mean, look at Shakti. Hers were enormous. Yeah. And I'm not, I'm talking about her head tails, people. Yeah. Her head tails were enormous. Get your head out of there. Ahsoka's in this episode kind of look like they did when she was younger and as a teenager. I liked them. And this is 20 years later. Maybe they age a little differently. I mean, what did IG 11 say? They age a little differently. Let me ask you this. What? Do you ever get a haircut? Yeah, I did. Well, I got one before go. I went to Florida. Hair changes. Just, just got back from Florida, by the way, everybody. Got a nice tan, got a burn on my neck, going. hurt for a little bit. But, yeah. Hey, next time just we record, by the way, important. Um, <laughs> you, can, you can come back to the studio. Oh, really? Yeah, we decided. Oh, it, well, I, thank you. I was going to have you do it tonight, but I was like, he was just in Florida Let's uh, wait a little bit. Let's let that that COVID wear off. <laughs> Just kidding. Well, okay. No. Um, yeah. I so, look, any any last final thoughts on the Jedi? Any last final thoughts? Uh, nice little deep cuts. I'm getting you covered here, Joel. I'm getting you covered. Attaboy. Deep cuts with the HKs, the HK droids, the HK droids. Sure. HK eighty sevens is what she had. Those two uh, droid bodyguards, which. Cool shot when he does that flip up onto the roof when Michael Bain yells at him to go up there. But oh, question: Who is she? Like, is she from something, or is she a character just for this show? Who Morgan yeah. Elsbeth? Yeah, she's just for the show. I thought the same thing too, and I mentioned it in our my chat with Joel. I was thinking maybe her and Ahsoka had a little altercation or relationship from the Clone Wars. No, just today. Or just but in this episode. I don't think so. I think she's just in this episode. But fun fact, I think that is uh, Bruce Lee's niece. Oh, cool. Or granddaughter. That's dope. I think. I read that somewhere. Correct me if I'm wrong, listeners. But I think I read that somewhere. That is cool that she had such a important role in this episode. And yeah. that she did it in martial artist sort of thing with the Beskar staff. She, you got to see that. It on was display. a cool fight. I just think it was funny. It was how, a cool, very cool fight. Lack Din, of music, extremely Din and effective. The, uh, the other dudes just like literally stood and stared at each other while they were okay. fighting. It was just like All right. I got some. I got something really cool for you for that. Okay. All right. But before I going back to the deep cut, the HK eighty seven droids that goes back to Knights of the Old Republic, where one of your party members is an assassin droid named HK forty seven. Okay. Cool. 
Cool. And this is obviously a, a later model. I'm looking up. Is it HK47? I played this game. I swear I have. Yes, it's HK47. That's the droid. But it's nice that they bring the HK model back from the EU. They have the HK being canon. Yeah, there you go. With the later model. But anyways, this is the big bombshell. And this is something I didn't even see until my friend, friend of the show... Listener of the show, Brandon Obanoff, my good friend. I've known him since elementary school. Shout out for you, Brandon. Hey, Brandon. Because you brought this up to me, and it's mind-blowing. What did you notice about the difference between the, the conflict between uh, Mando and Michael Bain? We'll just call him that, Michael. Um, they stood and, there. And Morgan and Ahsoka. What, was the, what did you think? What was the contrast between the two there? Um, Din and the other guy were doing nothing while the women fought. Would you think, would you call it sort of like a Mexican standoff sort of thing? Sure. Or Western standoff? Sure. Mexican standoff. And what was, what did you think about Morgan and, and her, Ahsoka? What was that kind of reminiscent of? Kind of like samurai. Ah, yep. And this is what the bombshell is. This show... And my friend brought this up to me. He read it on Reddit. <laughs> he brought it up from Reddit. Somebody mentioned how this episode synthesized both the Western genre and the samurai Japanese, the Japanese samurai film genres. Yeah, they did. They We're meshed the inside them pretty of, perfect. Yeah, it was perfect. And it's, you got, oh man, just the way the town looks with the bell, it's very, you know, Japanese. The whole, the storyline is even Japanese. The garden with the, with the pond and, you know, she's yes. of Asian descent. It, mm -hmm. it is very, yeah. Yeah, I, I it. loved it. I can dig I it. I loved how they combine those two genres together so naturally. And it works with Star Wars because those, as Joel would tell you, those are the original inspirations for Star Wars. Is some of the old Akira... For sure. Kurosawa yeah, Kurosawa. Movies. Kurosawa movies. And the westerns of John Ford. Those sorts of things. This episode, and Dave Filoni knows what he's doing. Yes, he does. When he when he wrote this episode. Did he write it? I think he wrote it and he directed di it. Yeah, he directed or it. Dave, he probably wrote I thought John, or John Favreau, Favreau wrote, wrote them all. But... This episode is where I can get behind the Western and the Samurai coming together. So perfectly well done. The town is very Japanese-themed, I think, too. You kind of get that theme, like Joel was talking about, where you get these oppressors who, who are tormenting a town, and then the lone wanderer wanders in, or the Magnificent Seven sort of thing. They free yeah, the town. Yeah. Sort of that idea that originated with Kurosawa's movie. I can't remember which one, though. He mentioned it in the other episode. But inside the inner gate, you get the samurai fight between Ahsoka and Morgan. And outside, you get the Mexican standoff with Michael and, Mor and Ma Morgan. Mando. Very cool. Loved how they did that. And that's what elevates the episode in the end. It was a cool Very contrast. Cool. Mm-hmm. I, li I like this, this episode so far has been probably the best. The best one of season two. For me. For the simple fact that we get a Jedi. And I'm a sucker for that. 
Uh, yep, you got your Jedi. You got your lightsabers you wanted. We got white blades for the first time in live action. That's cool. And they white created... blades for neutrality. Yeah. It was just an she's awesome She's not Jedi nor Sith. No, she's Very just cool. there. She's Deadpool. She's anti-hero. No, she's a good guy. Well, man, you I'm telling you, you really got to watch, at least watch the Mortis trilogy for the Clone Wars. Joel will tell you the same. Watch the Mortis trilogy. I think it's in season three or four. I'm not sure. Maybe and I'll also jump watch around. the the episodes with Ahsoka and Rebels. Sure. Maybe, maybe I'll and jump also around. season seven, which I think you said you already watched that, didn't you? I watched the last, um, the last few episodes, the, last the few, Siege like, of Mandalore, whatever that arc was. The Siege of Mandalore arc? No, no, like the final episodes of the Clone Wars, not the yeah, full the season. Siege of Mandalore. Sure, like during Order 66. Yeah, yeah, the Siege of Mandalore. Okay, sure. That's that, the arc. That, fine, whatever, yeah. I I watched like the last little bit, you know. Nice. I did too, and I still haven't watched the whole freaking show. Yeah, it was cool. It was I. I just wanted to see what all the hype cool. was about. I'm like, all right, cool. I'll, I'll watch but, it. I'll see what's up. Yeah, this episode, great, great episode. You hear one last thing. You do hear a little bit of Yoda's theme. Tinkle in. Oh, do you? When she mentions Yoda to talking know. to Grogu. She's like, his name's Grogu. I've only known another like this. Another being like this. He's a wise Jedi named Yoda. Yeah, we get the name Yoda. drop of Yoda. I think it's funny how Din is just so like, um, okay, take it. Take the ball. Come on, kid. Grogu, fine. Grogu, <laughs> take the ball. Go ahead. You can have it. And he's just like, this is bull. Oh, he took it. This I want, is cool. I want to see if he reacts to you. I want to see if he listens to you. Well, that'll be a first. And then I like uh, firsts, good or bad. They're always okay. Yeah. What memorable. is that? What's that? What's that referencing? It has to be referencing something specific. I think that's referencing just her relationship with Anakin and how they would do things off the cuff or improvise oh, okay. many, many, many times okay. throughout the Clone Wars. Gotcha. It's like, oh, it's the first time for this. Well, we made it out of this one. Like, I think it's just a playful thing. Gotcha. We're going back to the Clone Wars. But you wouldn't know anything about that, so no. we can move on. Chapter 14, The Tragedy, directed by Robert Rodriguez, who you might know from Spy Kids. Ah, yes. Din tries to train Grogu a little by saying his name repeatedly and taking his ball uh, so he can force pull it back. Excitement ensues from Din as a proud father. They land at the scene stone and Grogu takes his place to meditate. But hold everything because just when you think this season couldn't get any more fan servicey, we get the return of the slave one. And so Din Oh, and we're rolling. Sorry. Din tries to get Grogu to leave, but he's engulfed in a force beam of energy, and guess what? It's blue. Who knew? A blue energy beam to the sky. We haven't seen that before in every other movie. Uh, but Din can't get him. It shoves him Avengers. back. 
Din goes down to see what's up and meets Boba Fett. He's here, we've seen him, and now we're seeing him in the flesh. And he uh, he fixed up Fennec as well, and she's now a cyborg. And and we're we're talking and learning about prequel stuff and about original trilogy stuff and boba wants his armor stormtroopers arrive and the three warriors begin to fight and y'all boba fett finally does cool things and totally redeems himself because he he finally and completely validates people's fandom at long last because he's wrecking troopers left and right with his Tusken Raider staff and Fennec is picking him off while Din tries to get Grogu. Boba gets eyes on his armor in the Razor Crest and just when you think the stormtroopers are too much, enter full form Boba Fett armor and all and he's no match for the lousy trooper the, the troopers are no match for him they retreat but get reinforced by Gideon when he enters in a bigger ship because as we know from episode 1 the Phantom Menace there's always a bigger ship and blows up the razor crest putting it out of its misery thank you long story short boba din and fennec hold their own but the dark troopers as we learned that's the army of of drones that gideon has made these dark troopers are deployed and they can fly and they get grogu grogu boba then owes din a debt and the team up begins but first we have to unfortunately go recruit Cara Dune. Din also wants to spring Mayfeld from prison to help, and Gideon messes with Grogu while Grogu messes with stormtroopers and then falls asleep, and it seems that all hope is lost. Um, I have 18% battery. That should be enough. But anyway, yeah, this episode is hype. I watched it this morning. I watched this episode this morning. I think the best okay. part about it is Boba Fett, like I said, everybody's always loved him, but he's done nothing. He's never done anything until this episode. He finally does things that Agreed. fans are going to pretend he's been doing for years because they're going to be like, see, he is cool. And I'm like, fuck off. He has not been cool. He wasn't cool he up is until cool fucking now. And yeah. I, I, uh, did you notice when he got his armor on and he was shooting, he did that little, the gun twirl into his harness, just like Django yeah. did in episode three. Oh, you mean episode two? Yes. I meant episode two. But yeah. Bring theory. Yep. And Whoa. he talks openly about Django again. What oh, they I love do, that too. Talking about prequel stuff. And a, original trilogy stuff and meshing them and doing it justice. Like, it's perfect. He's given him his backstory. The only thing he... I thought we were going to get, like, a, either a, a flashback, which probably would have not fit well, but just a, what no. happened to your face or something. Or Yeah, then I was in the Sarlacc pit and it changed me and now I'm a good guy. Like, how'd you get out? I want to know, but we don't get that. That would have been too expository. I guess. We just... his Well, maybe. Actually, it might have made this episode a little more interesting because not much happens in this episode. What? No, what? Boba fan service happens. 
We get all the, the fan service one. happens, and that is the best thing you can say about this episode. What about, I completely agree with you. What about on, Grogu on making summoning, <sighs> calling out for a Jedi, leaving us with who did he contact? Yes, but he doesn't do anything. He just sits there. Because he has to meditate. It takes a lot out of him to summon that scene. scene you I said rock. it in your opening. You said, he, oh, ooh, big, big blue beam. I thought, to be honest with you, I thought it was cool. I thought the blue beam, like the visualization of the force on the seeing stone, that yes. was cool. I really liked that. Because it has that, who we're going to see a Jedi now because somebody saw that. And for the next right. two episodes, we're like, who is it going to be? Who is it going to be? Who is it going to be? So right. a lot happens right. in this. There's a lot of great action. Like I said, Boba does something. Uh, okay. Like Me with and that you staff, differ on this episode. With that staff, he's just busting up the armor. And he, like, he gets his armor for the first time in like 25 years and yes. just goes to town on these stormtroopers. It's Actually, no, for awesome. the first time in like nine years. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Nine years. My bad. Yeah. But... This is the problem I have with this episode. Yeah, why don't you tell me? Hold on. Let me back up. Yeah. Rewind button. <laughs> I agree with you on the Boba Fett stuff. I think it's awesome. He finally can live up to the fandom of what of, or what the fandom expects of him. I mean, he died a pretty embarrassing death in Return of the Jedi. Didn't die. Or as we knew. Thing. But it's good to see Tamora Morrison back on... On screen. Yep. As Boba Fett. Yep. And I do like the callbacks to the prequel trilogy. I like the callbacks to Django. I, at first, I thought some of the stuff was a little on the nose, like, I'm just a simple man making my way in the, in the galaxy. I thought it was cool. I was like, okay, now you're quoting your dad. But then he, he drops from, it. He drops the other line, like my father before me. Like my father before me. And I know Luke says that yeah. in Return of the Jedi. So you got two little bundle, little bundle up of references there. That at first I thought it was a little on the nose, but it's fine. It's fine now. It's a little. It's inoffensive. But anyways, Django, not Django, but oh, well, my. technically it is Django. He's a clone. Yeah, sure. <laughs> so, but it's cool having him back. It's cool having the 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 chain code, the yeah. chain code thing. And I, dang it. Joel, we need you to talk about this stuff. The chain code that uh, tells him whose armor it is, who it belonged to Django Fett. Somebody deciphered what the chain code said, and it talks about Django's past, like fighting, or he's from the moons of something. Not Bogdan, as he said in, in, in uh, Clone Wars, or right, Attack of the right, Clones. Right. But... <sighs> Very cool seeing him back, getting his act, getting his armor, which a lot of people made fun of him for being a little chunky in that. A well, little chunky. He's wearing a couple more layers. He's older. I know. I know. I think I he know. looks good. He's It's muscle. He had to crawl his way back out of the Sarlacc pit. He had to gain some right. muscle. Also, yeah, it, I mean, <laughs> there's a couple funny memes about, about yeah. his physique, but I think it's fine. I thought... The choreography with Boba Fett, everything involving Boba Fett, um, action-wise, was very cool. Very cool. Yeah, it was. Like he's whacking the shit out of these stormtroopers, busting their helmets with a gaffy stick, it's which so that's sweet. what that is, by the way. Oh, okay, gotcha. Um, 
like this like this uh excuse me tuscan raiders use but now this is where the gripe comes in for me all right let's hear it this is where the gripe it was a very short episode 31 minutes it was short wasn't a it? lot a lot happens a lot happens but i do not like the setting and i don't like the cinematography of the fight scene of the battle scene with the stormtroopers running uphill and everything I, and i could tell that was robert rodriguez's I was just say that. style yes yeah kind of like that i knew that was his style yeah like this whole thing like because there's a very similar setting in spy kids 2 the island a, of yes um, of lost dreams or whatever and yeah, it, it's very I think you're right. like after i saw that it was robert Rodriguez, I'm like, oh yeah, that makes a lot of these shots and angles and like the lighting and just the overall cinematography. Yeah, that makes that make sense. I totally see yes. what you're saying. I liked it though, still. But uh, it took it. It looks so earthly to me. Yeah, there was one shot like that. It was like a low angle up on Boba, and it reminded me of an episode of Power Rangers. Because okay. a lot of air fight scenes happened in places yep. like this. Yeah. And I'm like, what yep. the hell? I Okay, whatever. Yeah. So I, and, I get and, what you're saying. It's like they picked out a random, like, some field or rocky mountainous area in Nevada or, or, or Arizona or something and filmed it there. It did not look otherworldly. It did not look Star Wars-y to me. It looked like they shot a scene from Breaking Bad or something. The like out in the desert. Bother me. But I, I see that why bothered me I, a I lot. It, it just looked so blando. And then, and then the. Ah, uh, I don't mean any. I, I don't mean any disrespect to Robert Rob Rodriguez, but some of the shots in the fight scene made it look like a YouTube fan film. Yeah, I would agree. You know, I would agree. You know. And that that really bothered me, like the stormtrooper with the mortar cannon, with the costume, and in the in the the stormtrooper who was tell, calling them idiots and telling them to run up the hill and flank them. Like it I didn't get the running joke kids. with that. It was very Power Rangers meets Spy Kids. Like I was waiting for, like he sees his armor and he comes out and he's like a Megazord. And it's go go Power Ranger, and then he's. Oh man! And then there's a really stupid sequence with Fennec up on the ridge, where she runs out of ammo, or she's waiting for her blaster to clip, or she's just moving locations, getting a better vantage or something. She runs across the cliff top, yeah, like dude. After she had the e-web guy in her sight, right? She saw him there. She saw him turning the gun to shoot her, and she doesn't shoot him then and there. She's like, "Oh shit, I better move." She gets up. She runs around along right the top, right on the top of the ridge line. It goes instead down. of behind it. It goes down. She could run behind it. You're right. Exactly. She's running on top just so you can get an epic action moment that's not really as epic as you think it is because it looks kind of silly of her running with this guy shooting this giant cannon behind her. Oh, I can't. I'm only slightly behind her the whole time. How can I not hit her? And then the effect on the boulder that always, was kind of chintzy. That always bothers me in movies because if you have a machine gun and you're trying to follow them, dude, 
stop shooting for a sec or just whip it faster because you can turn. Or go in front of them. Yeah, like shoot. And she's not running that fast. No. Aim it in front of them. Like, there's no way you're that slow in turning that thing. You can't get her. Stop no. wasting ammo. No. Stop shooting for a sec. Whip the gun around in front of her. Shoot as she's running. Clothesline her with bullets. Right. Lasers. Right. But whatever. It looked cool and action-y. I, I, Did you notice the the boulder had sort of a kind of that Robert Rodriguez CG spy kids yes. kind of look to it? Yes, I did. That bothered me too. That's that his bothered style. me too. That's his style. Yeah, respect the style. I respect his artistic vision. I just didn't like it in this episode. You could definitely and tell. And that's what took me out of this it. This one was shot differently than all the other episodes. Right. Robert and I respect came in. that. Yeah, no, I, I, I still love it, this but episode. I don't like it. Robert came in and another like, I can thing. do it how I exactly how I want to do it. All right, then we're shooting on an island. <laughs> um, and <laughs> there's going to be a hill. It's going to be sunny during the day. We're going to do a day fight scene, and I'm going to get some really wicked Power Rangers angles, dude. Camera angles. It's going to be dope. Yeah, this is, this is a, whew, this brings back memories. This is where we shot Spy Kids 2. <laughs> Spy yeah. Kids 2, uh, the island, this is the island. This is the island of lost dreams. It is. This it is, is it. Yeah. That's where uh, I remember Juna, Junie fell right over there. Yeah, but then Junie no, fell. Steve Buscemi brought his... Uh, fucked up animals over there. His little animals, his little <laughs> morphed animals, tortured mutant animals. Ah, I remember save them. the trailer over there. We had the, you remember the little thumb guys? You thought those were CG? No, oh. those are guys in thumb suits. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Robert, no, we're talking about Star Wars. Oh yeah, no, I know. I was just, I'm storyboarding. <laughs> uh, can we get okay. Alexa Vega Do you want to talk about the dark troopers? Sure, briefly. Because I know you, what... I had. What do you think of them? Cool. What do you theme. think of them in this episode? We don't get much of them in this, but they're no. they are terrifying. They're imposing, and I love the show. Like when the slave one goes, and then he sees like the big ship, and he's like, "Fuck that! Nope, bye." They're back. Where I'm. The Empire. Uh, they're back. This isn't a spice dream. Yeah. <laughs> it's just it's it's a cool. <laughs> nice shot. I was aiming for the other one. Yeah, like there's a bunch <laughs> of cool moments. Like I, I love this episode, minus the that, few that, weird you know, things. You know the scene with uh, when they shoot the Razor Crest, which that's why I said in the last uh, episode here. Well, they won't need any more repairs. Yeah, it gets blown up. It was sad. And at I, the time. I don't really. I mean, I'm not attached to the ship either. Really, I know I some was. fans really attach to these ships, like the Falcon, the Razor Crest, the Ebon Hawk from the the Old Republic. I know they the 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 Moldy Crow, um, the Raven, something Raven for uh, for uh, Kyle Katarn in the Jedi Academy sure. games. Joel would know, but um. Um, I want to talk about the Dark Troopers again, because I was watching the episode today and I was thinking about how, when I first saw this episode, you were flipping out or you or Joel were flipping out about how awesome the Dark Troopers were Probably and Joel, how scary and terrifying cool. they were. And I'm thinking like, oh, they're just basically robots with jets on their feet. Yeah. Like, what's the threat? Like, why are they so threat threatening and intimidating? I don't really get it. They're Ultron. I'm not feeling intimidating. 
intimidated. I'm not feeling threatened. They just scooped the kid up and flew off. Like there was nothing like, what are we supposed to think of it, of them at this point? I thought of a solution, how they should have done it in this episode. Earlier yeah. in the episode, you see Mando set his jetpack down. Uh-huh. You see. Yeah. What if later on when they start to fight the stormtroopers, he has to go back up to the hill to get the kid. He could have picked up the jetpack at some point. Right. Gotten back in time to when the, the dark troopers came down. He could have gotten into a fight with the dark troopers just to establish to the audience just how powerful these droids are. Yeah, that would have been yeah. that would have been a nice touch. Because yeah, right now we don't have any idea. We just oh, they're scary looking robots. What's the threat? But if he were to get up there on time to try and rescue Grogu as he was trying to be lifted off by these robots, and let's say one of the robots grabs his helmet. And like squeezes it and dents it or something or yes. dents his pauldron or dents his pauldron with the signet on it as a symbol like just to remember what happened with Grogu. You know, this is an emotional kind of that connection. That would have been so there. good. Not the helmet. That I think the shoulder thing oh, would have been better. Yeah, yeah. That would have established, oh shit, these guys are scary. Like, well, it's like when that's Beskar and they just squeeze the shit out of it. Yeah, like, it, w it would be they the equivalent it. of... Um, like Captain America's shield getting scratched or broken or something. Yeah, exactly. Like, yo, yep. nothing else has been able to penetrate this. Not even like machine guns, but they just crushed it a little bit with right. their hands. Right. But I think that would have done much more to establish the threat that they posed. Yeah. And I, I think maybe the them leaving the jetpack was just a plot device to keep him from making it up in time. Yeah, probably. To rescue Grogu. But I th I think that part could have been thought out a little well. A, a little better. A little more well you thought know, out. I do... Other than that... I do like when he's looking through, like, the remains of where his ship was and he's right. just searching for anything. How he finds the ball. Mm -hmm. The ball. And he puts that in his pocket. Like, okay, that's the kid's. And um, just the way, like, the dirt, I thought it was really cool, the way the dirt and stuff slid off the Beskar spear, just to show, like, oh, yeah. what type of material it was. It just slid off, and it was just super clean. And he's like, all right, well, I need a Good ride. Point. I didn't notice that. Yeah. That's cool. So what's he going to drive around in season three? Me? I don't, I think he'll have a new ship. Slave I don't think two. he's going to be, I don't, <laughs> It is so cool seeing Slave One again, though. Like you said. Oh yeah, well, like when it first—that is cool. When it first shows up, you're like, "Dude, we're gonna get Boba Fett finally." You know it's Boba when that happens. Like it, oh man. And although the part that's annoying is, he just started meditating. Like you brought him here to do this, and then you're like, "All right, we gotta go." It's like, no. I know see. that bothered me too. Like yeah, if you want him to get properly trained and find more like his kind, cover him. That's what you do. That's another change they should have made. Like, at first you could have had, like, you set him down on the stone and then he does, like, a pat, like, looks around and does a passing. All right, well, we're here. You're going to do the thing, right, kid? And then it just shows him messing with the butterfly. And then Mando could have just had a, he could have just had a moment of silence where Mando shakes his head and does a <sighs> sort of thing. 
Like, what a chore. And then it's just him and Grogu up on the mountaintop. Get it, get the atmosphere going. Mm-hmm. Get the sound design going. And then you hear in the distance Slave 1 coming in. And then you see Slave 1 coming in. You don't have any more dialogue. You don't have Mando keep, like, bugging him about, well, come on, maybe there's a switch. Maybe there's a blah, blah, blah. Right, like, we don't need you monologuing. Just look off. Just stand and watch and be calm and wait. You know Jedi in this mystic stuff takes time. You saw it with him in the last episode trying to lift the ball. Be patient with him. Yeah, he's just a kid. You know? He's just a 50-year-old kid. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> he's only... He's Jack. He's only 50. <laughs> Can you give him a minute? Other than that, I think... Other than the stuff I mentioned about the choreography, the fight scene, the, the way it was shot, and the location... I, I did like the episode. It does a yeah, lot to awesome. add value to Boba Fett, like re- redeems the character and it in adds the Star Wars so canon. many like stakes. He doesn't have a ship. They got Grogu. Right. Um, who right. did he, who saw his call? Like all these things setting up the finale and we have to wait an episode before we really see the payoff to all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's, I, although I do think good. you were theorizing and others were theorizing that Mace Windu could potentially come back. And I thought for a second, you know what? That would be kind of cool. That would bring Sam back into the fold. Surprise, motherfucker. It'd be kind of cool. That's but what you said. We'll, we'll find out in the next episode. Not the next one. Not the next one. But well, in, our, in next our next one. episode, yeah. Yes, yes, man, yes, yes, yes. I am. But, oh, man, I'm so amped to watch that episode again. We see Kara again. She re- yeah. she took the belt. She's a she's a ranger now. She's got her foot up on the desk. Like this is this is something I'd mentioned to Joel that bothered me. It was like, okay, I'm getting a little tired of the uh, of the the Western. Like I'm the I'm the sheriff of these parts. I'm, I'm gonna have my sure. feet up on the table, be- and I'm you know I didn't. She doesn't say that. It just the visual language of her having her feet up on the desk. It reminds me of like, I'm the sheriff here. What do you want? What brings you into town? As they're relaxing well, in their the saloon. line, the like, line that you generally get there is uh, when the you know like, you know what can I do you for? What brings you back to these parts? And he's like, I need you to bring somebody from from prison. And then you get the uh, where she adjusts her feet and she takes him down and she goes, well. <laughs> No can do, partner. You see, this badge right here makes me the marshal. And if I broke my own law, well, <laughs> I'd have to answer to the other marshal. Okay, you understand the predicament we're in, so why don't you take your little friend here, take your broken ship, and uh, get out of my town. Well, that's town. the thing. Uh, the little friend got kidnapped. By the Empire, you know what? Fuck everything I just said. I'm in. Let's go. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Forget everything I said up until this point. I'm in. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Migs Mayfeld is coming back, everybody. And at first I'm like, our favorite. Cool. But Uh, we'll find out. It is all cool. Oh, wait. Before we move on, I'm a little sad that we didn't see another bit of grief here. Oh, I mean, good grief. Where's grief? (laughs) (laughs) I also didn't do a character spotlight. Here, hold on. Let me see if I can whip one up real quick. Who'd we see? Ed Harris, soldier lookalike. I don't know his real name, 
but we're going to find out in just a second. He, um, he, he, well, a lot of people don't know this, but he got his start in, um, he, well, fun, fun fact. He, <laughs> oh man. Okay. Why don't you just, this hey, is what hey, happened. stop it. No, I got it. 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 This is what's up. He might look a little familiar because when when he got his in his humble beginnings, he was a stormtrooper. Okay, he was a stormtrooper, but during during the events of Order sixty six, he carried out his duty. Right, he did that, but then he realized, man. I ain't no bitch. I can make my own decisions. I mean, I would have killed all the Jedi anyway, sure. But I don't have beef with them. I gotta find my own path. So he started... He, well, he got shot. <laughs> Palpatine zapped him to this... To, to Asia. Zapped him to Asia. What? Oh, no, no, no. Zapped him to Gary, Indiana, where he met up with <laughs> Morgan. And he's like, I make my own decisions. And she's like, well, I run this place. So if you want to live and get paid, I'll make the decisions for you. And he's like, yo, I've been through this before. All right, I'll do it again. But just know <laughs> that if I ever come across the Mandalorian, I'm just going to stall him and talk to him and probably get shot. Is that a deal? <laughs> okay. Yep, and so the big reveal here is, you guessed it, he's a clone. He's a clone. He's a defective clone. Ah, he's one of the bad batch? Yep, but got bad, badder, got worse. <laughs> and I'm at 7% battery, so. Oh, boy, well, thank you for that character spotlight. Yeah, sure. They'll get better with movies. Where uh, everyone is a former stormtrooper. Yeah. Or a doctor. Yeah. <laughs> Guys, they'll get they'll get better when we do our next franchise. I promise. Oh man, I hope so. It's easier okay. when a, when you're in a movie to do it because you're not like putting together. You're not having to focus on three mini movies. You know what I mean? Yeah. So blow me, Joel. Ah. Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> Good three episodes. We got the best one coming up still. The best is yet to come. And um, next episode is our our finale of the... And then we'll have our wrap-up. And then a big yeah. reveal for our next franchise. Oh, yeah. Big one. Big, big one. Huge. Big one. Play us out. Big as a badonky conk. Okay, play us no. out. I'm sorry. No. Yeah. Do it. But I'll play us out, but hold on here. Yeah. I forgot to say, I really liked, I think one of the reasons <laughs> this came to mind when I was watching them today. This really does follow the, the video gamey side quest stuff. Yeah, it does. To a T. 
Especially the the siege. The oh, siege. for sure. Because Dan's oh, barely man, in that's that episode. Right. That whole episode is it's like a mission in an RPG. Like you land, like a Star Wars RPG. You land on planet. Oh, I need you to do this favor, and it becomes a whole quest line. I really like that. And it's like press. X I like how for yes and circle for no, and you accidentally hit X, and you're like shit. Now I got to do this yeah. quest before I get out the rest won't of the let story. You. I can't oh, cancel. Man. I I. I like how you can almost translate every episode this season of Mandalorian into a video game. Yeah. And it would work. And think of how much more fun it would be. Like, the show itself is great, as is. But how much fun would it be if you could play a game like this? Awesome. And people mention that on um, Twitter, like where they're like, oh, I would love to play a... Give me an open-world Star Wars bounty hunter game. That's what I want to that's what. That's what I think Ubisoft is working on. Or they're an having open an open-world Star Academy. Wars game from the same developers as The Division. Cool. Don't know what that is. Sounds great. It's a it's an it's an MMO basically, oh, okay. where you play a, a a soldier in decrepit America so, uh, after a giant pandemic happens basically. So like America. So right it is now. kind of relevant to today, sure but that's not the Star Wars no, game. It's going to be open world, but I want an open. It'll be interesting if it. What's that? I want an open world Jedi game. Play Fallen Order. I don't want on to. your PS4. I don't want to. Jedi Fallen Order. I'm so, you would love it. Probably. You would love it. I probably would. You got to play it. But yeah. um yeah, I like I just like the just the video gamey kind of quest lines that we've been seeing this season. It's kind so of fun. Good. This season is great. It's fire. It is great. And it is kind of uh, when I was telling Joel, I was talking to Joel via message and it is kind of I think it might you might have been in too. It might have been our Star Wars chat. But just how it's kind of just setting the stones in place for, for some sure. sort of ensemble. Which, will we get that in the next two episodes? Maybe. Maybe. But the main plot line, I feel, isn't as big of a thing as much as having these backdoor pilots. 6%? For like Boba Fett and Ahsoka. And well, what was going to be Cara Dune, but isn't going to be anymore for Rangers. But I feel like this season was a, a lot of it was just setting the groundwork for these new seasons coming up yeah. of these different shows, for sure. While still maintaining the Mandalorian as its own thing, it's just it feels like it's not as big of a priority, I guess. Mm. But, but we got some good ones. Anyway, anyway, great, great three episodes. Yes, great three episodes a little bit of a lackluster thing for me in that last one but still good yeah. still good and hopefully we'll have joel back for the next one. Oh, absolutely uh, we will and we yeah will. we will we'll get him he'll be back he'll be back for the next one we missed him we missed you this we time did. joel we missed we you really we really did. did but we understand we understand life happens yep and we gotta we gotta make do yep but we'll have you back on yeah we'll get you back We'll get you back. And with that, you've been listening to another episode of Sequel Men, the podcast. This has been, what is this, episode 52 now, yeah, I believe? Yeah, something like that. Something like that. We're making, we, we, we're halfway to 100, hey, baby. Halfway to 100. We're getting there. But we're getting there. You, we're getting there. Mm. But you can get there on Podbean. And you can also get there on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Pandora now, 
and basically anywhere else you listen to your podcast. Spotify, of course. Check us out. Check us out. Check us out. Check us out. I'm starting to sound like Joel saying recently. Yeah, Pandora, all that. <laughs> Spotify. You can also email the show at sequelmen19 at gmail.com. And we actually have an email right here from our, our loyal we listener. Do? Pop1092. Hello, sequel. Uh, and think, just so you know, I think we know who I'm that is. This. I'm keeping my promise. I'm reading the emails. I have one question for you, he writes. Why doesn't Spencer give Star Wars the Clone Wars series a chance? Is he scared that he might like an animated show? It's even prequel era, your favorite era. I can understand Rebels, but come on, man. I bet you don't have the balls to finish this series. Respectfully, a concerned individual. Well, you know, thank you for the email there, uh, Brandon. And I guess to answer your question, um, fuck off, but... No, good oh, stuff. Oh. Good stuff. That's that's really good stuff. I'm glad you asked. I, you know what? Man, I hope he accepts our invitation. I'm not sorry to be on the show. That I'm a father that doesn't have time to watch these animated series. When when Miles, my son, is older, fine. I'll watch. There's my promise. I'll watch him when he can understand him and appreciate him. There. You happy? Damn it, you people. You're gonna regret not watching him sooner. Oh yeah, am I? Yeah, cool. you are, because you're going to watch cool. me and you're going to be like, whoa, what was I missing? Cool. All right. You know what? We're going to be recording we're also this still, and we're going to be doing this podcast, and Joel's gonna, you're going to be like, you know what, Christian, Joel, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that I didn't watch that beautiful show. Yeah, you can find us at Twitter at SequelMen19. You can also find us on Instagram at SequelMenThePodcast. And on the Facebook, which we're trying to be more active on, we posted our first video, so you saw our faces for the first time. Unless you know us, then you've seen them before, but uh, we're going to try to do that more and uh, post little snippets, little teasers, maybe more appropriate than talking about ant penises this next time. But um, Yeah, that was another thing Brandon messaged about. Oh, did a lot it? of yeah, penis a little talk. A little weird. No penis talk this time. <laughs> this one uh, Joel is the common denominator he's our penis expert so because <laughs> you know what Great they dragon say expert. you know what they take you know what they say what takes one to know one ah <laughs> so on that note this has been a fun episode we'll get Joel back he's coming back and um that has been fun we uh, the Mando we're almost done and we're going to be doing a fresh new, new thing. I know we're we're pretty excited. We're pretty yep, excited. We are. I am. I'm amped. Spencer. Yeah. We can't wait until the next one. That's right, Christian. Because here at Sequel Men, the podcast, all films are created sequel. Take care. Hey. Oh boy. Hey. I almost what? lost you there. I almost lost you when my computer died. Don't yeah, tell. Yeah. Don't tell the audience cuz they're going to think scary. there was some low budget recording thing, which we are. We're a no budget recording thing, but oh, I almost man. lost you. Almost lost my boy, oh. but I got you back. All right. I'm going to stop recording. It's my boy. Thanks. Ah, there you go. <laughs>